Good morning, everybody. It is 10 o'clock on Friday, June the 12th, and I hope you have as beautiful a day as we have here. Um, I'm really happy to be here today. I think I'm, I'm feeling more upbeat, and today feels like a good day. Uh, and there's all kinds of stuff going on in the world, but it's still... Uh, I think I was having I think I was having a rough day yesterday. I looked back and saw myself do this recording and I thought, you know what? There's something going on. So it was something I had to sit with yesterday. And I know during uh wherever whatever stage you're in in terms of staying at home, staying safe or being out and working and I know lots of people have been working all the way through this pandemic, so that adds a whole other quality of danger to their lives that they've had to deal with and trying to keep safe at the same time. But wherever you are in this whole process of whatever we're going through, and if now you're protesting and you're doing that as safely as you can, but you know, we're, we're all moving in different directions, and we have been for the last three months, but we've been more united in many ways than we have in a long, long time. But um, I was just really, yesterday I spent really with myself and I'm doing a lot of studying and I'm doing a lot of online classes, Zoom classes with some really good Buddhist teachers. So I'm studying a lot of suttas online and then I'm teaching a sutta class for the group in Florida any of you who'd like to join that group, uh, contact me. I'll give you the information. It's the last Sunday of each month. So my second one will be, I think, the 28th. But there's Zoom classes, so it's kind of a perfect situation. I'm taking classes from different teachers who I've wanted to study with or have in the past. And, um, and I'm able to share some of that when I'm teaching. But it's been really helpful for me to read the suttas and spend more time digesting and reading the suttas and, and, and extracting from those, either enforcing something I've known but working with it more or uh, finding new aspects of the teachings of the Buddha that are, that are wonderful to be learning. So I was thinking that's, if I said to everybody, why don't you just start reading the suttas at home? That might be a good way to spend your time. For most people, that's it's that's like, what do you mean read the suttas? Like how do we how do we understand them? They're in these if we have access to the books, um, they're in these big huge books. It'd be like reading, I don't know, ten or twelve Bibles. And uh we We've off, we need to have a group to study the suttas with or to read with just to, um, just to get the deeper meaning from them or just to read through the, uh, the way the suttas are worded and to be able to understand, uh, the time period where they were written and the, there's a whole bunch, a lot of backstories. So telling somebody we'll just sit at home and read the suttas is, is, um, uh, I would say maybe very unreasonable for most people, unless you've got a lot of experience 
and you've had you've taken a few uh, courses on reading the suttas, but they're wonderful teachings, and there are a lot of different ways to study them. It doesn't have to be like a big, heavy academic uh, process either. But when I was thinking about some of the things I've been reading and and wanting to to share to share it and the the what a good what a good way it is to put the practice into action for me, because I can read things that help me. Uh, understand something more deeply. But I was looking at a book by Thich Nhat Hanh this morning, and, and I'm finding that his books, and I have so many of them, are wonderful. And the way he explains things, deep deep things, is is just beautiful. It's a kind of poetry in itself, or it is poetry. But I wanted to share something with you, because I was thinking about, through this whole time, You've either been living in closer contact with your loved ones than you have in a long time. Uh, You've had extended periods of time just with the same people. And you may be finding that that's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And in so many ways, I'm sure it has been for most people. But you may also find that there are a lot of emotions and there are a lot of things that come up and you may feel like, "Uh, how do I... I don't know how to deal with this, especially in this situation. We're, you know, we're all together so much. How do we, how do we deal with all the places where we rub each other the wrong way? But it's also something we're dealing with all the time, and it's something that um, we've all we've all talked about before. But I love how this book presents it, and this is the book. It's called Touching Peace, and it's it's an older book. I have mostly, the books I have are from Thich Nhat Hanh back in in the day, right? So this is from 1992. Um, So I wanted to read just about three paragraphs because I think it's just a beautiful way of talking about something and a really deep, important way we work when we talk about working with our emotions when we're sitting and in our meditation, I think this is just a beautiful description of that. This is not only about working with our relationships, but it's wor- it, we work this way at, with everything that comes up for us during our meditation. If we, if we can sit for five minutes every morning, we'll feel things coming up. We'll be able we'll be able to look at things to work with. We often talk about the five hindrances, and those are things that will come up in our life all the time. But this is a very I think this is a very beautiful description that kind of brings it all down to earth. So let just be patient with me to read to you for three paragraphs, okay? So he's talking about relationships, but I think we we can apply this to uh, friends, companions, our relationship with ourself. If you're if you're talking, if you're thinking of your marriage, I think this is a really good way to to think about uh, those intimate relationships where we, you know, we want them to be long-term relationships, and sometimes we're even afraid to deal with the real issues. So he's in in Buddhist psychology, and he uses a word that 
is a, a, I think a Sanskrit word, but he talks about, we, we, we talk about internal formations, fetters or knots. When someone says something unkind to us, for example, if we do not understand why she said it and we become irritated, a knot will be tied in us. The lack of understanding is the basis for every internal knot. If we practice mindfulness, we can learn the skill of recognizing a knot the moment it is tied in us and finding ways to untie it. Internal formations need our full attention as soon as they form while they are still loosely tied so that the work of untying them will be easy. If we do not untie our knots when they form, they will grow tighter and stronger. It's difficult for our mind to accept that it has negative feelings like anger, fear, and regret. So it finds ways to bury these in remote areas of our consciousness. We create elaborate defense mechanisms to deny their existence. But these problematic feelings are always trying to surface. The first step in dealing with unconscious internal formations, those knots, is to try to bring them into awareness. We meditate, practicing conscious breathing to gain access to them. They might reveal themselves as images, feelings, thoughts, words, or actions. We may notice a feeling of anxiety and ask, why, do, why did I feel so uncomfortable when she said that? Or, why do I keep doing that? Or, why did I hate that character in the movie so much? Observing ourselves closely can bring an internal formation into view. And as we shine the light of our mindfulness on it, it begins to reveal its face. We may feel some resistance to continuing to look at it, but if we have developed the capacity to sit still and observe our feelings, the source of the knot will slowly reveal itself and give us an idea how to untie it. Practicing like this, we come to know our internal formations and we make peace with ourselves. When we live with another person, it is important to practice this way. To protect each other's happiness, we must learn to transform the internal formations we produce together as soon as they arise. One woman told me that three days after her wedding, she received several large internal formations from her husband, and she kept them to herself for 30 years. How can we be happy like that with no real communication? She was afraid that if she told him, there would be a fight. When we are not mindful in our daily life, we plant the seeds of suffering in the very person we love. <clears throat> I'd love, I, I want to just keep going on because it's so lovely. So that's in his book, Touching Peace. And I think he's just saying in such a beautiful way with the images, that's what we're doing when we sit with our breathing. We began to be able to feel those knots, those fetters, those formations 
But it, we always talk about, oh, I'm all tied up in knots. And that's exactly what that, that's a saying that's not a Buddhist saying, but it fits perfectly, doesn't it? And we always know that means that anxiety, there's something in us that we, we just try to push away. But if we sit quietly and we breathe and we allow things to arise, we have to become fearless to do this. But it's, we always know when we're meditating, if we can't handle seeing those knots, allowing them to arise, we can work with them. But if we see that it's too much for us, we can stop. We can decide, I'll come back to this later when I can handle it. I'll come back when I'm in a different frame of mind and I can be able to sit with myself. But usually these are things that we really want to look at because we, when they arise, we recognize them. But I love the questions, like even looking, if you're watching a movie, or if you're watching something, a show, and there's a character that really bothers you, that's a wonderful thing to, to let. Why did that bother me so much? What is it? What was I identifying with to let that character kind of get to me? What, what are our knots? We need to look at those knots, and I love the image. Like, look at those knots before they get so tight that they're impossible. I think about uh, using shopping, the plastic, whatever, shopping bags that are in the grocery stores that we're not using anymore, but um, tying them up in a knot so they things wouldn't fall out of them in the car, and then they, the knot would be so tight that it would be, you know, I'd finally just get a pair of kitchen scissors and cut cut the whole knot off and open the bag that way. And so the cloth shopping bags are so much more wonderful to use. But think about those all those knots. If we don't have a way to allow them to arise and present themselves to us, that knot just gets tighter and tighter. So use your mindfulness practice. Use that time to be working with your breath, calming the body, and allowing those things to present themselves to you. Those fetters. But I like the, the knots. And we a lot of times our mental formations, our thoughts, that's where they're that's what's happening to them when we don't when we aren't allowed to let them just move through us or we you know can work with them immediately. They become habitual patterns as well, and those become our knots. So when you're this pandemic, you're probably seeing more of people you love, the, the ones you live with, having more opportunities to interact with them. So let your meditation, and maybe the people in your in your house would enjoy realizing that that's what they can do if they sit and sit with their breath they can watch they can watch the knots they might have towards you and allow them to express it wouldn't that be wonderful if we just can think of them these are our knots we didn't we didn't untie them quickly enough so now i'm crabby now i'm irritated now i'm going to take it out on somebody and uh 
allow each other to gently and lovingly deal with those those knots. So isn't that wonderful? I just I just thought I just can pick I can pick his these books up and just find exactly what I've been thinking about. So when, when you're doing that, you're working with the suttas, you're working with the teachings of the Buddha. So uh, when you can find practical ways to work with the suttas, that's why we study them. We don't, we don't need to study them to fill our head up with a lot of arcane knowledge. That's not the point at all. We study them to be able to follow this wonderful path that, that uh, he's given us and find things in those teachings that just make us uh, make our days better make our minutes better, make our relationships better, uh, help us have a different attitude toward things. Sometimes it un- sometimes the teachings of the Buddha, uh, for me, just unlock something that, that I haven't been able to be clear about or see in myself. And it may take a while for me to be able to unlock enough of those doors to open up uh, open up something that I can really work with in my own life and and watch something and be able to let it go. But that's that's what happens. We begin to understand ourselves better and see the things that hold us back, see the things that we constant <laughs> I I ha- I'm I have so many uh, experiences sitting at board meetings for any organization, but at the temple, and just thinking, why did I say that? Why did I just open my mouth and say something? And that's been one of my best teachers over the last several years. And uh, it's helped me. I'm, I'm working with those knots, <laughs> getting back to the cause of them. So we this goes on all the time. I don't think any of us don't need these little keys to help us unlock the doors to our own mind and to our own own experience. So let's sit. We have just a little time, but we can sit. And we never force this. When you're sitting working with your breathing, you don't have to force it. Because sometimes if we're thinking too hard and we're trying to think of why, uh, think about the whys of something, we're, we're still thinking. The problem, the problem is something that we can't. Those knots are things that we probably had the wrong thoughts about to get them tied up in the first place. And so if we try to think through, think through all of our uh, knots, our formations, we're just going to make the knot tighter. So when we just breathe calmly and let the thoughts go, we're using a completely different process to allow those knots to rise up and appear to us. So we're, we, don't, we don't need to sit and pressure ourselves into thinking harder about something. We need to let it rise and show itself to us. And then we can see what we can do. We can look at it and keep coming back and looking at it and then the knots can disappear. Okay, so let's practice. It's a short, we'll have a short practice.
So just breathe in and out through your nose if you can. Just allow your body to calm down. Let your breathing guide the process. Just let your breath calm you down. I'm still recommending that we put a hand on our belly so we can feel just our natural breath, not forcing it, but feeling it in our bellies. Feel the rise and the contraction. As you breathe in, your belly rises. As you breathe out, it contracts. If we're having very difficult emotional states passing through, it won't get down to our bellies. It'll stay up in our throat, in our in the top, very top of our lungs. your breathing guide you to that calm place and be still be calm We never have to force our knots revealing themselves to us. So don't try to force the process. But if our, but if our breathing, working with our breath and our meditation time is allowing us to calm our bodies, then we're signaling our body, it's okay. We're letting go of fear. When we become calm, we can, even if it's just for those few minutes, we can let go of anxiety and fear, let go of worry, let go of trying to do your to-do list for the day. Be in the moment with your breath.
Let your sense doors open and just be aware of the sounds you hear, but just hear them as sounds. Aware of any fragrance or smell that your nose is picking up on. And don't try to be distinguishing what flower is that or what Am I smelling the garbage? Am I smelling something wonderful or delicious cooking? Don't see if you can avoid doing that. Just notice smells. The smell of fresh air, the smell of air that might be really cool if you have your air conditioning on. Be aware of any contact you feel on your body, how it feels sitting where you're sitting. Your bottom's on a chair. How does that feel? Your feet on the floor. How do your clothes feel on your body? But just be aware of the sense of contact. Now we usually keep our eyes closed to let our to let us have a fewer distractions. But if you want to gradually open your eyes, just notice. Whatever is in your visual range, just sitting still, just be aware of it. Don't be looking at the maybe a, a basket of clothes you need to fold or wash. Don't be looking at where you need to clean up more or uh, don't get distracted by the squirrels or the chipmunks outside your patio door. Just be aware. Be aware of color and light. Now you can stay and continue sitting and just keep your breathing, getting down to your belly, but very gently just let your body, we're teaching our bodies to breathe this way. You would be amazed at how many people cannot do this.
and become more calm and more at peace. And for today, I'll leave you with that, and I'll see you again on Sunday. And may you be well, may you be happy, and may you be filled with peace. Thank you so much for being with me, helping me with my practice. Bye-bye.